podcast. If you are new around here, the purpose of this podcast is to inform and discuss all things B2B digital marketing with a little crossover to B2C. From content to social to SEO, we discuss industry trends, tips, tricks. This podcast is for both the newbie marketer, business owners, and also the seasoned marketers out there. We're all on this marketing journey together. So I'm Sarah, host and account manager here at 21 Handshake. And I'm Ashley, another account manager here. My name is Alex, I'm in charge of visual content. Today on our 34th episode, we're going to talk about content marketing trends for 2019. This was actually part of a series that we actually started at the end of 2018. So if you missed our other trend podcast, be sure to go back and listen to those as we discuss a broad overview of digital trends, then we talked SEO trends, and then social trends. So you can all be in the know for 2019 and to just be rock star marketers this year. (laughs) So what's on tap for content in 2019? I know content, we discussed that a lot and it can be a very broad topic. So we are kind of generalizing, I guess, content in this episode. So if you haven't checked out our other content podcast, check out episode five where we talk about is content still king and episode 29 where we talk about three questions to guide your content marketing. Without any content, how do you spread your message about your product or service? That is always the question that is on my mind. It's really the glue that holds it all together. From posting on social to creating a video to printing something, your content must all have the correct message, be targeted to the right customer or prospective customer, be educational, be entertaining, and most of all, it has to resonate with your audience. So these are all things that I always keep in mind when creating content. So let's give a quick rundown of some key findings about B2B content marketing from the Content Marketing Institute. (laughs) Just their name shows that they're the experts. (laughs) They published a detailed report. This was actually their ninth annual B2B content marketing report called Benchmarks, Budgets, and Trends for North America. So I thought a few of these really resonated with me and I thought I'd share them here. Some of their top benchmarks and trends were that a well-researched persona can help teams create successful content. But too few content marketers are actually talking with customers to understand their needs. Huge right there. You gotta talk to your customer, whether you're Mm -hmm. surveying them, whether it's just a casual conversation, find out what they are looking for so you can understand how you can respond to their needs. B2B content marketers primarily use email, 87% of them, and educational content, 77%, to nurture their audience. But they may be missing out on other opportunities, um, such as community building or using audience participation to bring new voices to the table. So I think some really good nuggets there are to remember that email and educational content are great, but don't be missing out on these other new avenues um, of community building, whether it's maybe creating a Facebook group or um, just talking with your audience and such. 
A third point that I thought was great from the research was that 96% of the most successful content marketers agree that their organizations have built credibility and trust with their audience. And we've talked about this before, um, building credibility and trust is paramount when it comes to your content and reaching your, your audience with that content. And the fourth one that I thought was a great stat was changes to the SEO and search algorithms are the top content marketing issue of importance to organization, followed by changes in social media algorithms and then content marketing as a revenue center. That algorithm, oh, the mysterious <laughs> algorithm, is always on our mind. Uh -huh. So that's just one of the, the top stats that I thought were interesting. And then I thought that would be a great way to segue into what the top content marketing trends and opportunities that we think are and that what we're taking a look at to focus on in 2019. So Ashley, why don't you start us off? Yeah, so the top one that we would like to talk about is definitely building trust with your audience. I feel like that's kind of a no-brainer, but really, like, how do you get down to that? Um, a lot of B2B businesses are, like we said, now realizing that they need to be active on social media and that this is kind of the direction that marketing is headed, um, and it's time to get a little bit more below surface level than that. Right. Um, and I think that's really the key to building trust at that point is, is not just posting to post, but really getting to know your audience, communicating with them, letting them get to know you and the people behind the brand, um, your values, your experiences. Um, you know, not everyone is perfect. Not every right. brand is perfect. That's like my PR background speaking, like own up to your shit kind of thing. Um, and yeah, so like I said, a few ways to, to build trust, and this is just like quick, easy. Um, be more transparent, be consistent, mm -hmm. um, and a little bit more personable. I think there's a line there, maybe not too personal. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, um, and, we don't need to know what your dog ate for dinner. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and cultivate a community. Um, yeah. Yeah, and again, I think that building trust with your audience goes back to one of those top research finds that the Content Marketing Institute found. 96% of the top content marketers say that their organizations have built credibility and trust, aka that is why they are now at the mm -hmm. top performing content marketers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been interesting watching kind of the, the development of that over the last five to ten years because it used to be if you are on social media, then that gives you like credibility, like oh, these people must be with it. Mm -hmm. When it was when at a at that was at a time when it was not a necessity necessarily, mm -hmm. um, but now it is a necessity really mm -hmm. for businesses to be active there. Um, so it's no longer okay to just post to check the box, like you yeah. said. Like, you hi, we're actually, here. No, it's like, right. what are you doing to differentiate yourself? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And engaging that audience. exactly. Yeah. Authentically and in a trust for <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Throw some more buzzwords in there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our second content trend on, and it really it seems like a lot of these, they could also, you know, be an SEO trend or be a social trend. Because yeah. it all, like I said earlier, it all comes back to your content in those trends. So our second one is an ongoing investment in SEO. And we delved deep into SEO two podcasts ago, so if you really want to hear those really 
deep dive SEO trends, go listen to that episode. But here's a quick recap. Google is the name of the game when it comes to content marketing because what good is your content if no one is seeing it? (laughs) So you have to make that ongoing investment in SEO. You have to invest in that promotion. You have to um, play the Google game, as they would say. So the best way to drive new customer acquisition with your content marketing is still through your Google search results. So you have to make some ongoing investments in your search engine optimization. So whether that's some front-end optimization you're doing, some back-end optimization you're doing, some Google AdWords, it will all add up and you just have to make educated decisions about what to invest in, keywords, topics, and then you kind of wait and let the search engine do its thing. And over the time, the market, and again, key point there is over time, (laughs) this will fluctuate, but ultimately it will return with positive gains when you do your homework up front writing mm-hmm. your content so when you invest the time in those keywords and topics in your google investment it's going to pay off down the road when people find that content and read it mm-hmm. or when google rewards you yeah. <laughs> by being ranked for that topic so alex what is our third trend so this one's kind of simple um yet complex and it's <laughs> um multimedia content with omni-channel distribution uh, basically, what that means is taking you know the content that you are creating and put it putting it in different places. That being said, it's important that that content is still contextual to the platform. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, if you're making a, vid- a video, um, your uh, your long form content totally works on YouTube. Probably can make it work on Facebook. Uh, that same content is going to have to be tweaked to work on Instagram, mm-hmm. right? right? Obviously, they have a time limit, which is, is 60 seconds, so a long-form video won't work there in the first place, <laughs> but people are there for a different purpose, mm-hmm. so you want that piece of content to be tailored to what people are looking for on that platform. Yeah, right. Um, you know, blog posts uh, are obviously great on your blog. People are expecting to be there to mm-hmm. read for a long time. Right. Um, but maybe that a clip of that works as a quote on Facebook or like as a quote post or something like that. But then you want to pare that down into two, three sentences, whatever. When you use it on Instagram, people aren't going to read a, a 1500 word. Right. And it's not going to work on Twitter. It has to fit the platform. You got to exactly. be everywhere, but it's got to fit the platform. <laughs> exactly. So and I think you're right. It's simple but complicated. It mm-hmm. like makes, you know, thinking of content to post on social media a lot easier, but you're definitely spending more time breaking down that one piece of content into like maybe a few quotes for Twitter, a teaser video or whatever for Instagram, the full video on Facebook, and a whole written thing on the blog. You know, it's the same topic, same piece of content, but in so many different ways. And it's easy and complex to do this. You know, I mean, the more you do it, I think the better you get at it. Like. The first time you read over a blog post, you may be like, there is nothing in there that I can pull out that's a one-liner. Then you read it again, like, oh, wait, that could make a Mm one-liner. You know, like, so it's just, you'll get quicker at it as you go on. For example, um, we talked about this a few podcasts ago, you know, you can take one piece of video content, for example, and take and make a lot of other, like you guys are saying, a lot of other content pieces out of that one video. Don't get overwhelmed, like Gary Vee has this phenomenal, thing where like he takes one piece of content and turns it into he has a specific number I don't remember what it is mm-hmm. it's like 27 pieces of content something crazy yeah. don't let that overwhelm you yeah no. I was say his little slideshow is overwhelming exactly. but, but ingenious so, at the like, same time we were saying for something earlier today like don't 
don't worry about running the marathon if mm -hmm. you haven't like even seen if you can do a mile yet. Exactly. Yeah. Like start start small. Start with what makes sense to you. Start with what you feel like you can manage. And then mm -hmm. of course, obviously, as you get better at it, you'll be able to create more pieces yeah. out of content out of one. Exactly. So it is that omnichannel distribution. Mm -hmm. um, I think one caveat there is as well, you know, going back and knowing your audience. So maybe you don't need on Instagram and YouTube and this and that and that because that's not where your audience is. So that may be helpful as well if you're feeling overwhelmed. Start with those channels that you know your customers are on. You got it. So Ashley, what is our fourth trend? Yeah, so our next trend definitely dives a little bit more deeper into that long form content. So that's going to be your blog content, uh, website content. Um, anything that allows for more than a thousand words in length. Mm -hmm. um, this is a big trend for a couple reasons. It goes back to SEO and the algorithms. Google yeah. loves long form content, yes. especially for 2019. Um, so keep that in mind. Um, and the other th best like tactic for this or uh, strategy is engaging that um, audience that is passionate about your brand or not necessarily even your brand but uh, like your industry or like mm. service um, like so here the article says brand loyalists and evangelists evangelists <laughs> evangelists yeah there you go <laughs> um, but yeah so writing longer form content to engage those specific audience is not only going to help you build trust like we right. talked about earlier it's going to appease the seo um algorithms and yeah it's just it's an important trend and i think too it, go, it goes back to what sarah said at the beginning when we talk about what type of content and needs to be educational mm -hmm. is a big piece yeah those long form posts are they're educational mm -hmm. they um again it proves that you're that, an expert yeah and they use that keyword research in those mm -hmm. yep. to come up with keywords that aren't necessarily you're not stuffing your post because that's also like beginning of whenever <laughs> but um you're using variations of that to mm -hmm. kind of show google as well that you are an expert in that topic as well. Mm -hmm. So, uh, fifth trend, and this is a little lesser known trend, but I thought that it was important to include this because it's, you know, it is often overlooked, um, employee activation. So what that means is using your employees to kind of help your content further along or using your employees to generate your content ideas from. Um, so say you're going to customer service. Hey, what's the last five phone calls you received from our customers? What did, what did they talk about? What did they say? Using that then to write your content around. Mm -hmm. The bulk of customer brand perception doesn't actually depend on your quality products, your video marketing, et cetera, et cetera. It's that human interaction that is happening at maybe with your customer service representatives like I just talked about, are your employees at in-person events or your chat responses on your website. So using all of that to help kind of share your brand content and to kind of further that content along. 
And I loved this, like with the rise of micro influencers. And wasn't there even more micro than yeah, a micro? A nano influencer. Yes, a nano influencer. Okay, well, why not consider your nano influencers your employees? Because there is a wealth of content there just waiting to be tapped. You know, if they're receptive to it, you can't go out There's and so many make benefits. them do stuff. Yeah. But. I'm sure everyone loves to give their opinion and why not start at your employees yeah. and find out what customers are talking about. There's so many benefits to engaging with your like employees, mm -hmm. like from like on a leadership level to yeah. like a content level to like just I think like a general happiness. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we talked about collaborating between sales and marketing on episode 26 in depth. So Go check that out because that, you know, sells marketing, definitely your employees. They should get along and be sharing content. Yeah. Alex, it's, what is our final content marketing trend? I love the title of this one. It's called All About the A Game. <laughs> um, so two things in this category. We have augmented reality and artificial intelligence. Um, now, <laughs> I feel like these are very out there like concepts, mm -hmm. especially for the marketing world. And these are things that are applicable to our world, not just like, you know, the computer science and like gaming world, right? Right. Um, so I'm gonna take a stab at explaining what augmented reality is for those <laughs> who, who are not familiar with it. Um, I'm gonna try and define it and then give an example which might be easier. So augmented reality is like trying to create an interactive experience in a real world environment with um, pieces of it that are basically like computer generated. So to give an example of what that means is like, for, um, and and I'll actually, I'll give a real-world example of a company that's doing this with like huge success. So right now, IKEA is doing a lot with the augmented reality world, and what they're doing is so like you go inside of their app and you find a call it a couch, mm -hmm. and. You know, it used to be that you kind of have to imagine that couch in that space. Like, I don't know if it's going to work. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a big deal because couches are expensive. They take a lot of time to move around. I would rather just know how it's going to look in that space, right. right? So with the app, you're able to like click the phone. You It will open your camera and it'll like scan your space. And then it will put that couch into that space for you so you can see the couch in your real world environment. That's what augmented reality is. That is really cool. That is really cool. Yeah. Um, does, does that make sense, that, yeah. like that explanation? Yeah. Um, so there, of course there are um, applications to, where, to it that make a lot more sense for some business, businesses than for others. Um, the, the most well-known augmented reality application was probably Pokemon Go, mm -hmm. where you're looking through your phone screen and you're seeing Pokemon in your real world through your camera, Yeah. but they're obviously not out there, yeah. right? Um, that was kind of the world's first really big interaction with augmented right. reality. Augmented reality too, I think for like most businesses is definitely an investment no matter like how you utilize it. It can be really technical, but like if you have the means and you're at that point where you're just trying to take the next step, I think that's a great, great exactly. gap now. If, yeah. if nothing else, it's one hell of a way to set yourself apart from other people in your industry. Very, very impressive. Very <laughs> impressive. Um, so the other part of that artificial intelligence, that's something that we've been hearing a little bit more about um, over the last two to three years, call it. Um, so the, the more popular application of this is kind of like your, your automation of things. Um, so a very popular application of this is becoming to be like chat bots or Facebook Messenger bots. Right. Um, you know, those bots kind of learning what people are asking them and then being able to answer those questions or kind of predict, you know, where a person is in their journey and what sort of information they need next. 
Um, so obviously the big, the, the huge players in this space are like Google and your really big tech companies. Yeah. Um, but, and this is uh, another popular application is intelligent assistance. Um, again, kind of trying to predict what people are gonna need help with and what information they need next to make that step. Exactly. And that's, it's all um, with the idea of reducing the workload that you, you know, you or I have to do. If a computer can do it effectively, that's, exactly. that's kind of like the asterisk here. Um, you know, I've, you know, we've probably all experienced a chatbot that didn't quite get it right. And exactly. then it's like, hey, let me just talk to a person. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, yep. right. So there's, there's definitely growth to, ha to still be had in this world. Um, but it is very exciting to see where this could potentially mm -hmm. go. Oh, yeah. I will um, say on the other side, too, I've had like a great experience with the chatbot before. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Google has even said that they are actually, there are ads that they are developing that are entirely AI, AI built. Which is so cool. Which is so mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Something to keep an eye on. You know, maybe get a chat if you don't have a chat out for your website. Maybe just, you know. And that's like a smaller out, thing, too, know? that if you wanted to try out, has little risk. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Not much risk to those. So, how do you plan to stand out in the crowded sea of content marketing in 2019? We'll definitely be talking more about this as the year goes on, but we'd love to know how you'll be using these different trends. Will you be using employee activation? Will you be investing in AI? Will you be investing in SEO, creating more long-form content? We would love to know. Drop us a line on social media at 21 Handshake. Did you love this episode? Yes, of course you did. <laughs> Rate us five stars and share it with a friend. Let's have an awesome 2019 together.